0: Hello and welcome under the Katatsu. I'm your host Austin, joined as always by Danny. Hello, and Danielle. Hey nerds. Uh, and we are here for a very special episode 69. Pause for applause. Uh, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're a real podcast now. We have 69 episodes uh, under the belt. It just worked out perfectly that it was time for us to do a special one-off episode so we're doing another show and tell this one the theme is uh anime janai, so non-anime things which is also exciting because have we done anything where we specifically covered something that like l- just was not anime i guess i guess manga we did a manga for um blooming to you but that's it so no i think, think of most
1: of the non-anime discussion is for the uh, what else have you been watching
0: that's true. We do we do talk about it and Star Wars comes up uh, whenever I get the chance. So you know uh, a backdoor Star Wars podcast.
2: Cumulatively, there is another episode of anime Janai. You just have to supercut all of the mm. last thirty minutes of all these episodes
0: together. <laughs> true, um, and then the the pattern will, will reveal itself. Um, but yeah, so we each picked different non anime things. I think at least mm, I feel like we we probably like referenced at least one or two of these things on previous episodes before so um i don't know real fans might have been able to guess but uh or from my my lovely clues (laughs) on (laughs) co-host uh if you could uh tell what uh inspector gadget has to do with the the show i picked but i feel like we did a good job of picking like three very different things so i'm excited to talk about uh all three of them uh but before that shall we go around uh very fitting uh the proverbial kat- uh, katatsu because it is uh is the winter now it's cold well, actually it's not technically winter but it's basically winter it's really cold
2: speak for yourselves <laughs>
0: yeah well i don't live in the <laughs> desert <is> a nice <laughs> <adventure>. <laughs> that's, like.
2: are you getting any snow uh austin uh we
0: i we got some snow the other day like overnight i went to bed and it was raining and i woke up and there was snow on the grass like it didn't stick to the roads or anything but uh, i was like on cars and stuff i was like whoa that's weird um like the perfect kind of snow where you get to see it but it doesn't actually like impede your ability to like yeah yeah exactly yeah Uh, we're uh,
2: supposed to get some rain and snow here tomorrow apparently uh though it's been cold enough for it it's just not been raining so or you know mm, snowing
0: precipitating
2: Mm. the water cycle has has failed us
0: well so danny i assume you're drinking uh well no you're not drinking rain water i know that so what are you drinking
2: mm. i'm i'm drinking some iced tea or, or peach sweet tea i guess okay that was gonna be
0: my question sweetened or, or unsweetened never never unsweetened always sweetened mm. and uh danielle what about you just some black coffee and water the classic the fire and ice of beverages <laughs> i am drinking oh i'm combining both great flavors uh i'm having a uh coffee and chocolate flavored blonde ale ooh. i'm obsessed with these uh it's called double bean blonde from chaffly they're based out of st louis uh, i do love buying a, these sorry i was just say i've been buying these every time i see it in the grocery store i'm like oh damn those are good let me buy it
2: yeah i love a, a blonde coffee ale there's one up in uh my city that it's like a you you pour it out and you're like oh it's like a lager or some other like an ipa or something you taste you're like holy shit this is just like coffee but it has like a lightness to it at least it's not like
0: a stout that just like sits in you exactly i love like a coffee forward taste in like a beer but most of the time you get that in like a real dark beer so it's Mm. nice to have it something light where i'm not like oh damn i had one beer and now i need to take a nap um all right well We should get into it. So um, (laughs) I looked at, uh, this is fitting, I think, for one of the things we we watched slash (laughs) played. I took a, I wasn't sure what order I was doing these show and tells in in the past. I thought I was going in order of like our normal picks. It's like Danny, then me, then Danielle. Uh, But I did it two different orders on the last two show and tells. So what I did was I like looked at who went first the last two times and picked someone different this time and who was in the middle, like tried to change it up so we're not uh, doing the same orders that we've done before, which like I said, is fitting for something else we did where maybe uh, not leaving members out of the group is important to (laughs) getting a certain true ending or something. Hmm, Hmm, what could that be? Uh, But we're not starting with that one. (laughs) We're starting with (laughs) uh, Danny's pick. Do you want to introduce uh, your pick, Danny?
2: Yeah, so I picked the first two episodes of a Japanese drama called Time Taxi, uh, which I remember we watched in like undergrad, like sophomore year or something like that. And we sat down, we were on like Crunchyroll, and it was like, oh, uh, this will be like a goofy little thing. And we sat down, and I think we watched all 10 episodes in a row. Yeah. It is a, a wonderfully charming show, uh, IMO that that I've re wa- rewatched once or twice, I think. Um, this is the first time I've watched it in a while, uh, and it, it brought me right back in. I was like, damn, this is like just a comfy little little show that's not afraid to get into kind of heavy material, but never really sinks into it, I don't think. Heavy material like uh, jewelry theft and hostage taking. And a dog being on the loose. Mm,
0: yeah
1: (laughs) absolutely did not come across to me as heavy in any
2: manner besides
1: like soap opera
0: i think you're thinking of some later episodes right danny
2: there's a later episode that deals with basically someone trying to get to the hospital in time to say goodbye to their grandfather and to like bring his favorite food and stuff like that it's like a really touching episode so you know, and it's heavy, I guess, uh I wouldn't look like, I guess not heavy necessarily, but like, you know, complex topics like that are soap opera-y of like, oh, we gotta elope because my dad thinks that you were getting kidnapped or, you know, you know, so on and so forth. So uh it's not all happy sunshine rainbows there are episodes where someone just like dies and then out of a car is like ah we can't let that happen or something like that so anyway yeah it, it's definitely not like a show where you sit down and after an episode you just sit there and cry
0: for a while or anything like that and danielle you had never seen any of this before right neither of us had showed you this before
1: no i've heard y'all talking about it since forever and i had <laughs> it downloaded <laughs> at some point i never got around to
0: watching it gotcha cuz i i think like danny said we watched this together in undergrad it was like i don't even know if they have any dramas on crunchyroll anymore there was a brief time when crunchyroll was trying to like make uh streaming dramas through them like a thing and it never really picked up they had like whatever the most recent series of ultraman was at the time too on crunchyroll that was very short lived having any sort of modern tokusatsu on uh crunchyroll Um, But they had like this and some other shows, some dramas that were like adaptations of uh, like anime or manga. But we were just scrolling through to see like, oh, I wonder what kind of dramas they have on Crunchyroll. And obviously the title Time Taxi stands out to you and you read the description. It's like, well, that's ridiculous. That's got to be stupid. And then you watch it and like the premise is fun and ridiculous, but also like they treat it with like a degree of seriousness um, that kind of resets your expectations for like what the show is gonna be um and also yeah it's like full of like melodrama like soap opera-y kind of stuff which i'm a sucker for um so i was a huge fan of it back then and i've i don't think i've re-watched it in full i've probably watched like random episodes i know i've seen the first episode several times because it's like a oh you could show someone this so it's like oh hey check out the show let's watch the first episode uh, which is why i'm kind of surprised we hadn't done that with you danielle until now but yeah i'm a b- big fan I will say that with
2: all the melodrama and, like, soap opera kind of elements, it's all balanced out by Edo Akare, the, the main character, the Mr. Time Taxi. Being, I don't want to call him a himbo, but he's, like, very, like, uninvested in what's really happening. But he, like, he, like, kind of, like, it's kind of like the dandy mentality of, like, yeah, I don't want you to, like like harm to befall you but like at the same time you got to pay me if you want to go back in time kind of thing um so uh i i love his chemistry with everyone where he's just kind of like talking about how oh man it would be more realistic if there were sound effects when we uh went back in time huh or uh everything in the cafe is great with with Ederikari. so everything's kind of tempered by him uh and and i don't know the actor's name but he does a great job here and in uh, Shin Godzilla.
0: Yeah, he really kind of holds the whole thing together. I think Shin Godzilla is the only thing I've seen him in besides this. Yeah. Well, Danny, why don't you explain uh, to the audience what the premise of uh, Time Taxi is, and then I guess you could say what the the plot of the first two episodes are if you want to.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, So the premise of the uh, show is that there is a a taxi that you can get into uh, that will bring you back in time at a rate of... Uh, Ten thousand yen per thirty minutes, uh, which is cheap when you think about it. You're going back in time, so the the cent- each episode is kind of like a situation of the week where Edobakare, the the taxi driver, picks up someone who's in some sort of a bind and uh, brings them back in time to their to to find their way out of the situation. Normally requiring multiple kind of rewinds and uh which thankfully are shown using like almost like a vn style path like branching path uh thing which is fun um and so in the first episode uh we have a man who is like a aspiring actor who's like not really getting the progress that he wants after like eight years of waiting or trying and he's late to a a, a dinner with his girlfriend who he wants to propose to like he's just like a real <laughs> fucking asshole like he's such a dick when he gets there to her and everything um and through you know after a fight they go into the time taxi or he goes into the time taxi goes back and retries everything everything's going perfectly he runs into hideo kojima <laughs> okay um, thank you <laughs>
0: I'm glad I'm not the only one. The first time you see that character, I hate to interrupt, but the first time you see that character, he's so, like, blurred out in the background. I was genuinely like, wait, is that (laughs) that actually
2: Hideo Kojima? It's, like, the same hairstyle, same glasses. I was like, oh, my God, it's him. He's here. Um, (laughs) And he, you know, causes another fight, and, you know... Eventually, everything gets sorted out, but then there's, like, some robbers that come in that have been kind of established throughout, like, been kind of alluded to throughout the episode, and through some through some events that we can get more into outside of the summary, everything works out in the end, thanks to Edo Akari-san's help. Um, and in the framing story, I guess, if you want to call it that, the cafe Edo Akari is being very indecisive about what kind of uh, cake he wants to have. Um, And in the second episode, Edo Akari, who loves uh, romantic and occult things, though, is being shamed into silence about that, goes to a uh, a a power spot, like a romantic spot that people go to pronounce their love to each other, because legend says they'll stay together forever. Uh, He accidentally... Allows he allows someone to accidentally stop two people from getting two like teenagers from eloping because uh, there's all these like small town politics things with that um, uh, which is basically an echo of something that has happened in this guy's life his name is Hirano after going back in time he resolves the situation but then it gets like he. <laughs> Ends up grabbing a gun. And I'm like, yeah, fucking blow him away. Manchester by the sea, this bitch. <laughs> 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 um, uh, goes back and uh, sends the two teenagers back in time to face the the girl's father uh, so that they can finally happily elope. Uh, also, there is a dog that's on the loose that thankfully... Uh, is is saved uh, in the course of the uh, the journey and that's basically like the broad strokes of
0: the first two episodes yeah like you said like it's got the like kind of visual novel like timeline pathing whenever like someone goes back in time and makes a different decision so the idea with a lot of these episodes is like it's kind of like a puzzle to figure out of like how sometimes it's like how do i get the goal i want like in the first one it's like how do i make my date go successfully like how do i make the state end with, like, me successfully proposing to my girlfriend and not, like, us blowing up at each other. Uh, but in the second one, it's, like, as much of a puzzle about, like, how to get the desired situation or resolution as it is, like, figuring out what the desired resolution is. Like, he doesn't realize until he, like, um, realizes what's going on. Like, oh, like, i made a mistake by like turning these two people in when they're just trying to like be in love with each other and then later realizing like oh actually them running away isn't going to solve their problems like they need to confront like her father before they just run away like if that's what it comes to that's what it comes to but uh, so like the like branching paths are fun because sometimes it's like uh you know it's like a or b decision and then it's like b choice b or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like all right let's do that again um And then there's, like, fun little things, too. Like, this is what, like, each episode kind of does differently, which is the fun of watching the full series, but, like, uh, the first episode ends with, like, the boyfriend character decides to, like, sacrifice himself to save the girlfriend and everybody else, like, decides to let him be the hostage that the, like, thieves murder, and it's, like, the girlfriend that finds, like, the ad about the time taxi in his pocket and then goes into the time taxi and then goes back in time to, like, stop all that from happening.
2: Yeah, this is like choice A but it's like written backwards so then like reverses. Yes. <laughs> and then I think in episode 2 when it switches to the uh two teenagers going back in time, it's like choice alpha cuz you went from A to B to alpha cuz it's a different thing. Uh yeah, it's very fun. And like there's a lot of like imagery um that's kind of like fun to know like oh the like the the taxi's symbol is like a branching path. Mm. a Bakari drinks from like a water bottle that also has a branching path on it. Um, I think the cafe that they go to is called like Cafe Choice, just coincidentally. Which, by the way, I love all the cafe scenes. They're so fucking good. I love all the times they cut away to criminal detective hashtag aakade. All cops are criminal detectives. <laughs> um, it's it's very fun. Uh, the uh, manager of that of the cafe is like a famous uh japanese comedian i believe i believe he's also like the co-writer or, or the
0: main writer for this show uh which really comes through so mm. yeah we got to talk about criminal detective more because uh the the show has like a cutaway gag throughout the entire series of this fictional drama about a detective who is simultaneously a criminal <laughs> uh yeah, so there'll I be scenes was... of him Oh, yeah, you go ahead, it That was a great bit.
1: Like, I I was not expecting, like... I thought that was only going to be, like, the bad TV show was only going to be, like, a bit in the first episode because the guy's an actor, but no, I guess it's a running gag, and it's oh, yeah. hilarious every time to see, like, some complete nonsense uh, show set up, and then the characters just can't fucking explain
2: it for shit. They can not explain it, and they keep adding new characters to it, like Passionate Witness. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like unfortunate rookie i think who gets like <laughs> killed or something and it's like oh no it was your first day on the job uh there's just so many uh little gags that they have um that aren't really like call- i mean they're, like they're called out like they're shown in detail um but it's not like pause for laughs and there's like one-off lines where they're they're saying like oh what about this other drama planet of the middle-aged i'm like ooh, that's that's i'd watch the planet of the middle-aged but but yeah, no. It's it's amazing
0: that they run with it for as long as they do. My favorite part of the joke is like cuz like they'll cut to clips from it and then it'll it'll mostly be like characters in the actual plot of the show watching it on like a TV mm-hmm. and every now and then some character will will ask just like what is this show about? I don't get it. Is he a criminal or is he detective? And all the scenes of people trying to explain it. It's like, no, he's always been a criminal, but he also is a detective and he solves crime. Oh, like, so
2: he's like uh, a criminal pretending to be a detective.
0: It's like, oh, <laughs> oh no, no, that's not it. <laughs> and then there's like a fake trailer for the show in I think the the first episode uh, where the narrator is like, sometimes he commits crimes, but sometimes he busts criminals. <laughs> it's like, he's just, he's just out there doing both. He's an agent of chaos.
2: And, and, like, his, like, suit is, like, half white, half black or something like that. He mm-hmm. has handcuffs on one arm. Right. It's, it's so dumb. But it's so, like, well, like, it, it's it's perfect peak comedy where he's like, don't worry, I understand. He's, like, talking to a criminal with a hostage. I'm a criminal, too. And he just, like, holds up his arm and it's like, oh, it's the handcuffs, of course. Of course this guy's a criminal. Oh, my God. It's so goofy. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm and then sometimes it's like not at all relevant to the plot it just is like a cutaway joke um that they fit in but in the first episode like the boyfriend character is like a struggling actor and his like most recent role is they argue about this like how many seconds of (laughs) screen time he gets like is it five is it ten um uh and you find out later that uh the episode they're talking about is he was in an episode of criminal detective (laughs) where he begs not to be killed uh and they show that um like in the episode he's like wearing it's like a miami vice scene (laughs) he's like wearing like a uh uh, Hawaiian shirt. and mm-hmm. He's like chained to a door. He's like, please don't kill me. And then he gets killed. Which of course he,
2: uh, in his like ending monologue where he's like, oh please, like, you know, kill me and don't, but don't, like you have to kill someone to show them that you mean business. I would rather you kill me than than kill my girlfriend or, or whatever. He's like doing this whole monologue and they they shoot him and he- they're like, I, I might have felt bad for him if he was like begging for his life, but he was just trying to look cool, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, get his ass. And then I love that the <laughs> basically that whole scene like because you might think like wait a minute they they resolved the plot by like not going to the restaurant in the first place like are they just going to let that happen to someone else and it's like oh no she like called the police off off screen and it's like okay sure it's a, a fun little way of because they don't they I like this about the second episode they don't try to be like big brained about it they're not like oh my god what happens to this universe's uh, Hirano he, you know, he just took the The police station hostage and threw these people into a taxi and they drove off. And they don't give a flying fuck about that. That never happened. It is a different timeline now. And I'm really glad that they hand wave that away, that they don't try to be like, Hirano spent the next 20 years in prison or anything like that. Oh, God, that'd be such a
1: worse version of the show. Like, Mm. so many of the time loop multiverse shit that's all the rage nowadays needs just no one to
2: not care. (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it it just it's like hey that's not important to this we just got done doing the most fucking yakuza game shit ever because yakuza is also a soap opera uh and it is oh god it's just so good i also like that they don't resolve the you know because i mentioned that you know hirano he had a thing with the now mayor's wife uh she was like an arranged marriage thing. And, and he had also considered eloping with her, but like was too scared to do it. So he allows the the teenagers to, to do it and to like, you know, have the life that he couldn't have. They don't really set up like a, and and now she's going to leave the mayor and be with Hirano. It's like, no, he's just going to be on the beach fishing. You know, it's fine. It's, that's how that those things kind of work. You can't go back and change everything. Which I like that. I also want to be in a rural town fishing all day.
0: Yeah, I think he should uh, try to, to fight the real estate development, though. Seems like the mayor's got some evil mayor ideas. Oh yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah. But like, major, oh, we're gonna
0: turn this town into a beach resort, and you'd think like, oh, that could just be the plot of the episode. Like, we've gotta fight this beach development. And it's like, no.
2: <laughs> it's it's just, just about... a a reason for Edo Akari to not be able to go to the <laughs> to the uh heart rock.
0: Right, which is probably the, the best thing about the second episode worth talking about is like the whole reason he's at this town is he wants to see this heart shaped rock that he reads is like this like uh um uh like storied spot where if two lovers go there and confess their love to one another then they'll be in love for forever um and then he comes back to the uh cafe that he's hanging out uh, at all the time and brings them back um souvenirs from the heart rock it's like heart rock shaped manju and um he uh he's explaining it and they're like oh don't you know like the real history is that it's like a cursed rock or something because like somebody like like Ate it like, bit pieces out of it, right? Until so
2: the apparent. So it's not heart rock. It's like hato rock. Uh Hato meaning teeth, because there was a guy who loved his lover so much that he bit into rocks to like prove his determination, Mm -hmm. and like the passion transferred to these rocks or whatever. So it's still like a romantic thing, but it's more like an occult thing, which is why they're like, "So do you do you like this occult stuff?" Uh, Edoakare-san, and, and it ends with all of them awkwardly putting the box back in Edoakare just, <laughs> just standing there like a goose.
0: Well, then the reveal that it's like the, the heart Manju, it's not like just shaped like a heart, it's shaped like a heart with like a bite taken mm-hmm. out of it. <laughs> um, which was fun. In, in general about the show, there's lots of little things that I like. I like that um when they go back in time and it's like mid like scene, um, they come in, like, when he goes to the restaurant, they come in, and it, everything's paused, like, time is paused, and there's a cardboard cutout <laughs> mm-hmm. of yourself, where you, like, insert yourself back into the scene so that time can... Like, I like little things like that, and, like, a like a time travel story of, like, uh, ways to make the time travel feel inventive.
2: Yeah, and how, I mean, I'm not gonna spoil it, but, like, how they resolve the whole time taxi business at the very end is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like it, but, um... Uh, oh, and speaking of the time travel stuff, I did the math. Uh, if you want to travel back a year, it would cost about a million and a quarter dollars. <laughs> um, but I do like the... I I, I like that Akari does and does not get involved with the passengers. Like, he he like, say some shit, mostly because he just, like, is, like, a little scamp. And he's just like, oh, ho, ho. But he's, like, talking in the first one about... Because Hideo is like, oh, you're the one with, like, the unsuccessful actor and actor actor boyfriend. And, you know, the boyfriend gets offended and leaves. And Edo is like, well, you know, think of it, like, this way. You, you know, your friend invites you to go to a mixer to, to even out the, the men and women. Uh, numbers. Uh, do you say yes or do you say no and seem like you're really selfish? Like, oh, of course I'd say yes. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. And it's like, okay, and now, like, you don't have anything to talk about, so they uh, ask you, you know, about your boyfriend, or they ask you about boyfriend or, or whatever. Uh, what do you do? Do you gush about how how amazing they are and bring down the mood, or do you like ridicule them at a socially acceptable level? And I'm like, no, I want to be the guy gushing about how much my partner's cool. God, same. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I would, yeah, I would shit talk them just like a little bit. I'm like, no, you fool! My, don't don't my wife this. Like, come on. Or
0: or at the very least, there's definitely a third option where it's like, well, don't be like gushing about your significant other, but also like don't like be an asshole
2: <laughs> like yeah you know um oh they they're really trying to be an actor and they kind of do that in the show where kojima's like oh but after she said that she said that you're really trying or that you're a really nice guy or, or you know something like that um but yeah no there's there are other options than a or b but i, I guess not in this
0: world yeah it's really funny how much he looks like <laughs> Dave kojima until you see him like close up like i have a screenshot of my notes of like him fuzzy in the background I'm like that's just hideo kojima to me <laughs> so about the jacket too i feel like i've seen kojima in that uh like colored jacket mm-hmm. before which just mm-hmm. really threw me for a loop i also like that the time travel like ha- it like you might like we didn't say it you might assume uh correctly uh that like cuz it's you know a time traveling taxi you just get in the taxi and he like drives around for a bit and then <laughs> and then you're back in time and like uh, it's a routinely uh like mentioned gag of like they'll like get to their destination in the past and the passenger will be like but it d- didn't feel like we traveled through time at all uh and he's like oh yeah no uh, no time slip sensation right it's like a very smooth ride <laughs> and he's like well maybe we should add some sound effects or something like that um which i th- i, I want to say in later episodes he does he like yep. hooks up some sort of weird sound system <laughs> to make th- sound this, effects.
2: this show is great about uh escalating from they'll establish something in episode one and by the end of the show like yeah there's like he requires them to wear like goggles and like to, puts on a little sound machine and all this other shit and it's like i think eventually people are like are you just are you just like fucking with us and he's like I- i'm doing my best guys come on
0: oh i have in my notes this is a good way to sum up the show for me <laughs> um that he he's kind of like uh uh what if sherlock holmes solved other people's relationship problems and also he was a taxi driver because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of what every episode is um uh which is like the appeal it's like kind of like a like i said there's like a slight mystery aspect to it of like oh how is this gonna get resolved like what's the optimal way to like you know if if you have time travel to access like how do you use that to like resolve your personal dramas yeah and you
2: can always tell when it's about to be resolved because the music is very good, just generally, mm-hmm. but also in how they use it. Like, the main theme will kick on when they're doing, like, the, the optimal route kind of thing. And you're like, yeah, let's fucking go. The tension the yeah, the... sequence equivalent. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, t- <laughs> uh, uh, robot Inspector Time Taxing. <laughs> yeah, the music's great, uh, especially the main theme, which is, like, this great, like, upbeat, big band, jazzy theme. Uh I have the soundtrack of course uh if anybody uh wants it they can hit me <laughs> up because it was very hard to find on the internet for a while. Uh, I don't know if one can find it but I I eventually found it. It was like okay, this because is finally my whole for the podcast and it's hey, can you give me the link to the podcast? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Please seed. Um but yeah, uh big fan of the the soundtrack. Um would definitely recommend seeking out the soundtrack because you get the uh, they never play it in its entirety they'll play bits of it but you get the, the the full version of the main theme on the soundtrack which is very good um there's lots of like cool solos and stuff on it but yeah uh very fun show uh i i'll ask y'all in a second i was definitely uh taken by the desire to um uh keep re-watching it past these two episodes that we watched uh for this podcast episode but uh what did y'all think i guess danielle you haven't seen it before did you want to uh keep going after the the two
1: yeah i think i will i'm not gonna like you know go out and uh watch it all at once but episode here or there i am interested
2: in finishing it
0: and what about you danny did you also want to uh finish rewatching it after after starting
2: oh yeah definitely i i would love to uh uh cruise through it um you know, it's, it's a per. I think I might have sent this somewhere or, or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's very much like, oh, I'll just put this on in the background kind of thing. It's just like a, you know, kickback kind of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with. <gasps> Spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, different for robot taxi time choice.
0: Japanese inspector
2: gadget <laughs>
0: <laughs> slash robocop. <laughs>
2: uh, but. But yeah, no, I, I instantly fell back in love with the show. And it's so short, yeah, it's same. like 10 episodes, so, or something yeah. like that.
0: And the first one's like an hour long, um, and the rest are like 40, 45 minutes, somewhere around there. Um, so like, they're longer episodes, but not like, uh, they, they don't overstay your welcome. Um, and there's only 10 of them. But yeah, I, I, I didn't really fully realize just how long it had been since I last watched the show until I sat down to watch it. I was like, especially because like, uh, damn, the show's almost 10 years old now.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um and it kind of feels that way it kind of shows its age in a way that like not in a bad way but like it's noticeable of like oh yeah this is a show that came out in 2014 um so i was like taken aback by like oh yeah it's been a while since i watched this so um especially like i want to say this because i've seen the first episode probably more than any other episode watching the second episode was like oh right i forgot lots of aspects of this show so um i will definitely uh, try to watch the rest of it rewatch the rest of it over the coming months Uh, like you said just a little bit at a time all right well uh, well, that was our uh our drama uh that we watched uh again anime jenai uh next up uh we've got uh danielle's pick do you want to introduce what you had us uh play for this podcast episode
1: Yeah, so I picked We Know the Devil, a visual novel from 2016 by Worst Girls Games, which you might also know from Heaven Will Be Mine. I, it's just straight up one of my favorite visual novels, and I thought it would be short enough for the podcast. Also think it would be (laughs) good for discussion because it's, you know, a complete experience rather than a first bit of something. Very true. I have also been, like, wanting y'all to read this for... Years, I was like, "Oh, we should just read it all together in
2: October at some point." Never ended up happening, so yeah, we're here now. This episode
0: is releasing in October, so <laughs> <laughs> we're doing on a long hiatus. <laughs> we're we're time traveling. I'm I'm actually uh, Edokare's outside. I'm gonna <laughs> hop in <laughs> with a hard drive on it with all these uh, recordings and then uh, go back in the past and and publish it. Uh, no longer gonna be episode sixty nine, so. All that rambling at the top, uh, not going to make any sense anymore. (laughs) But yeah, so I've never read this before. I've never read anything else by, um, read or played. Always weird to think about which verb to use for a visual novel. Uh, I'd say with this one, it's a little bit more read than play. Uh, Not that it matters. Uh, But what else? So they've done, this studio's done uh, We Know the Devil uh was the one you just said i know it's the mecca one um heaven will be mine heaven will be mine have they done anything else since heaven won't be mine
2: no it's just those two okay and we know the Devil's actually a 2015 game my bad i have not uh no i've not read this i've i think i'm more experienced in the vn space than you are austin but i have not read this one in specific so just like for anyone who's like oh have they have they Blade VNs, yes, I have, but mm-hmm.
0: not this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, Heaven Will Be Mine has been recommended a bunch uh, by like you, Danielle, other people I know online on like a bunch of podcasts I listen to. That one's come up a lot. Uh, this one as well, I think Waypoint might have done a Waypoint 101 on it that I did not listen to at the time because I hadn't played it. So this, th- these, these ga- those two games have been well recommended over the years, um, but uh, never got around to playing it. Uh, Danielle, do you want to briefly describe what we know the devil is about?
1: So we have a group of misfit teens among the misfit teens forced to go to like a remedial summer camp, I guess. And they have to survive a night in a abandoned house and avoid the devil. Of course, everything's like
2: extended allegory for society, queerness,
1: whatever. Yeah.
2: And when you say the devil, you mean, like, a real thing. Like, God and the devil in this universe are, like, things. Like, it's not like...
0: Yeah, God's got his own radio station.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, And the devil's all the radio stations in between. Because for a while, I was like, wait, are they, like, metaphorically... Like, are they talking about, like, avoid the devil, like, avoid temptation? Or, like, avoid the devil that is, like, a real entity that'll do things, and it's, you know, obviously, one does not preclude the other, but, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, okay.
0: It's very, like, vague on some of those things until you hit the very end of any yep. of the, the routes, where it's like, oh, no, this was all literal. <laughs> I mean, there's more metaphor happening, too, but it was very literal. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I think the uh, it does a good job of, like, keeping most of the world-building hazy, because it's, like, very obviously, like, trying to be... Kind of realistic fiction, but there's some stuff that just does not match up at all. Like, they're treating transformation sequences as, like, a real thing that happens. Some of the descriptions of the items are, I guess, paradoxical. Like, they describe what the radios are, but it doesn't map onto any, like, real-world object very well.
0: Someone's like swinging their radio ar- around like it's like a like a whip someone's got like uh th- the way they describe how they use the radios it's like that's not what a radio does but okay because right. <laughs> yeah,
2: then at the like in the devil scene like the transformation scenes like oh uh, Jupiter is the storm and Venus is the water or you know whatever it was. But like it's like through the lens, like holds up their radio. They bring the whatever kind of thing, and it's like wait, it, like are they just making like a feedback or something? I also it was also curious about uh, because I thought in the first ending I got because there are four endings, um, which we should say up front. This is a, this is a short game. It took like two hours or so to get all four.
1: And ends. like if you bought any of those big itch uh visual novels, you probably own it already.
0: <laughs> you can give a very cool uh 666 uh on steam or itch <laughs> or any of those places to buy it if you don't have it
2: yeah but i was also unclear whether or not like the dev like the person who is affected by the devil dies or not because in the first one i was like okay they died and then the second one they're like oh when they wake up it'll be like you know everything will be fine again i was like wait wait do they do they not die is it like a
0: wait which one do you think, I think the implication is
2: they do not die
1: they're just and changed in some manner
0: okay yeah
2: yeah. it was during i the red ending was the first one i got and i was like oh okay they like died or like because i was like oh they transformed into like a monster and then like the radios had to kill the devil. because i think at some point they're like oh we just got to kill the devil or something like that and i was like oh okay they died but then it was like i think at the next one i got was the yellow ending and i was like okay that's not they're not dying it's it's like a transformation yeah so okay i i was very unmoored during a lot of this it it felt like i was like coming in midway through a story which took a little bit of time for me to get my bearings like again with like the wait is the devil like real in this or like you know are they like actually doing like magic or something like that and so i was thrown off for a little bit um i won't say i disliked this by the way i just i think it was hit or miss for me uh in terms of the writing but
0: i think i agree with that the 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 highs are pretty high um but like like i kind of said like the the when you get to the end of any of these uh routes especially the um the quote unquote true ending um that's where the real meat of the game is for me um everything leading up to that uh i wasn't as big of a fan of like the writing um and also like um well I guess like l- the vagueness like didn't really work for me until you get to the end and it's like things come into clarity but it's like the act of reading it in the moment it wasn't like vague in an interesting way it was just like what is happening <laughs> yeah. um, kind of way uh, also didn't I was expecting it to be spookier <laughs> than it was <laughs> it wasn't very spooky again until you get to the very end uh, of each route and then there's some cool spooky unsettling stuff happening but until then it's a little bit like dry i
1: think honestly the score
0: carries a lot of the Or that's what i was gonna say the music is doing a lot of heavy lifting but because it's often like the music is really good uh um, like sonically but mm-hmm. it doesn't always fit the scene um that it's being played over top of so it's it, it's like it's it's really forcing you to think the game is spooky and scary when nothing actually spooky or scary is happening which is like I kind of get annoyed by music usage like that, where it's like you're really trying to push an affect that just isn't present by the rest of the thing. But like like you said, Danielle, it's very short and digestible, so a lot of these complaints I can forgive because I sat down and played through all four endings in like less than two hours, so I don't feel like my time was wasted proportionate to like the stuff I do like about the game, which is all the, the different endings.
2: I will say some of the music was not my thing, and I, I think it's just a me thing, uh, I have the note intentional sound crimes because to me it was hurting yeah. my ears, but I knew it was on purpose, specifically in the transformation scenes before like the real meat of the song starts. it just sounds like really high pitched feedback, and I really didn't like that
0: i I will say there's some uh, the real crimes happening or or in the like uh like track to track mixing where some tracks are have way like higher volume than others. So there was oh, yeah. there were some points of the game where I had to turn my volume up to really like appreciate the music, and then you get to the next music track, and suddenly it's like oh, oh my god, my ears are bleeding, um, and not in a good way. Uh, so that that was definitely threw me off, but the actual music itself, I didn't I didn't really mind.
2: Yeah, and uh, circling back to the writing, I think I liked. Anytime it was like narration or mm-hmm. like a third person perspective, like which is why like the transform or the devil scenes all worked for me. Like and the, like the meat was there. Like you said, like oh you know Jupiter's like th- you know they said going to heaven was on merit, but now it's just in our heart. And God knows my heart's not in. It's like ooh that's like a really good writing. But then and I this is an exaggeration, putting it out there right now. I don't mean this wholeheartedly, but there were some lines where I kept thinking of John Green specifically. I screenshotted an example of Neptune saying, I can't believe you're not even tipsy. Your father is incredible. Is he Vin Diesel? Is he Arnold Schwarzenegger? Is he Ernest Hemingway? Are you the love child of Vin Diesel and Ernest Hemingway? It's like, okay, mm, it was a little much for me. um, But then within a scene, I was like, oh, I'm back into it. But it's just every so often when they had like a dialogue, I was like, "Ooh, this isn't this isn't how people talk." <laughs> like, I mean, it's how like teenagers talk, but like how teenagers written by someone who's not a teenager. I don't know. And there were points where I was like, "Oh, they have a lot of really good chemistry." Like
0: Jupiter and Neptune in the closet. I was like, "Wow, this whips." <laughs> the closet scenes, like like both in general, all variations of, yeah. are, yeah. uh, are good. Um, but as you were saying, the scenes where they they are, are like doing shots uh is like maximum cringe in terms of like the dialogue (laughs) writing Uh, yeah just like okay can we not i think like you're you're you saying that vin diesel line i don't remember reading that either because i forced it out of my brain uh between uh in the last week since i read it or i just like skipped through those uh those drinking scenes after a certain point i'm just like all right i get it yeah. Um but like you're saying that I think the narratorial voice is extremely strong. The dialogue is is uh, kind of varies from scene to scene um whether yeah. it works for me or not.
2: They're just so mean to each other and like I don't know. I I know they're like supposed to be misfits and like, you know, that's like their thing or whatever. But at a certain point I was like, "Wait, aren't misfits supposed to like band together in the end? Like they they find their unification." And that that happens, but I didn't know if it felt really earned kind of thing. I don't know. They just kept, they they were like constantly mean to each other, and occasionally would call each other out for it. But I don't think it did enough to make me go like, oh, okay, they actually are friends deep down. I was always just like, oh okay, like can you like compliment their hair or something? <laughs> or, I don't know. But at the same time, you know, th- they are like in many ways. I don't want to say damaged or anything like that, but they have their baggage, like everyone does. Uh, so I get that it's like at the same time. Like yeah, no, not everything has that kind of nice resolution, but just hit or miss for me. And again, I think the the endings just were were beautiful um, and like subtle. I think in a ways, um, like in the, I think it's in the true ending, uh, Venus. Uh, like their pronouns change. And I was like, oh okay. That's... Oh, that's not only the uh, true ending. Oh, it's not only the true ending.
0: Okay. Um, I sm- it's like a single pronoun in Venus's solo ending yeah you get that you get that in her own uh ending as well
2: yeah so i was like oh okay that's like there's like cool stuff going on here i just think
1: (laughs) very subtle aside from the fact that her name is venus and you see the uh alchemical venus sign which is the you know female gender sign. there were a few points (laughs) where i was like wait a
2: minute Yeah, but um, I also didn't know what was going on with the the Thumbling bonfire captain. He's just kind of there and like, the south group. I was like, what are you guys doing here? It's playing with horror tropes very lightly, I feel. Yeah, I don't know, I just didn't, like, Maybe in a bigger uh, story where it's like a little more background, I'd, I'd be more into it. Um, this because kind of felt like a little too much all at once.
0: Yeah, having a, a thumbling from Spy Kids uh, like in the first thirty <laughs> minutes, not even that first like ten minutes of your game was definitely like a, uh, t- took me out of it for a bit. <laughs> kind <laughs> of moment of like, what are we doing here? I get the whole like. Um, you know have your non-main character character designs be like less detailed or evocative so that the main characters stand out more but like did he really need to be like a, a character from thumb wars um i think the only thing
2: that i wish this had more of would are or like something that i'm like mm, I, I know this is more of a thing or i don't know but uh are insert shots I wish that there was more shots of, like, hands doing something or of, like, the characters emoting in different ways. Because I felt like there are certain points where I, like, got lost in the scene because I was like, wait, who's doing what and what does that actually look like? Like with the radios where it's like, wait, are these walkie-talkies? Are they, like, what are these things? And it's not really shown enough for me to be like, okay, I understand where everyone's at in the scene and what's going on. I just needed something to zoom out or zoom in, but it kind of stayed locked for most part yeah uh so there's only four cgs in the entire
1: thing one for each ending more or less Mm -hmm.
2: i like those those were
1: yeah those are really good yeah um
0: the i mean the thing is is like it's so dialogue heavy that like Mm -hmm. it's hard to set like a clear like sequence of action when it is like a more action heavy scene if you're just doing dialogue i also thought um uh again most of the strengths in the character writing come at the very end of each uh uh, scenario or whatever um but i felt a lot of the time that the character voices didn't feel uh distinct so i would confuse what was being said by what character um just trying to read through it at a quick pace because like it didn't like one character would start would would talk and then another character would talk and it would take me a second to realize like oh it's a different character talking because like the character voice didn't change at all but the you you know you obviously it says like which character is speaking (laughs) so um that's that's mostly on me for trying to read too fast i guess but like also just like didn't really feel like the three characters like they all have a very similar manner of speaking so it didn't stand out as much when um you know it it would go from one character talking to another and again, not having an auto narration to break those apart too didn't help. But I hate to like rag on the game. Cause like I said, for all my complaints, like it is a game that respects your time. Like, you know, one playing through like a full route of the game takes probably less than an hour. Um, and then when you play the subsequent routes, you could just skip through scenes. Cause most of them are going to be repeated, um, on a, especially by the time you get to the last playthrough, where you're just trying to, um, get the true ending, um, Danielle, you're the you're the expert here. Do you want to talk about how the different like endings work? Like how you get to each of the different endings?
1: Yeah, so um like I said, we have a main cast of three characters at, I believe, seven different points. You have an option to um send a to group two of the characters together, and effectively the endings are achieved by having that character um not chosen the most. So like if you ignored um Venus four times, you'll get the Venus ending kind of thing. I'm wondering how that structure came across to y'all people who read VNs a lot less than I do.
2: I I after the first one I was like, oh okay, that's probably what it was, because I, I think just like unintentionally I had favored uh Venus Neptune scenes. Um I also noticed that, and this is a pet peeve of mine for VN, so any VN devs out there, listen, don't do this, or maybe do, but I'm just going to be grumpy about it, is that there is one of the choices that changes after you've gotten the other three endings. Um, It adds an option to have all three people go, rather than just any two of them. And I was like, hey... Stop hiding true endings behind other playthroughs. I guess in this case it's fine, because it's, like, no, like, an hour. No, like, no, 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 no.
1: I, I, I cannot agree with that. Like, no. you... <laughs> I don't think the true ending would um, hit the same if you didn't have the other endings. That's... like the in- Yeah, that's fair. The ends, like, will have different readings based on which route order you do. And I think, like, having a final
2: route being forced to be the last one makes sense. I guess my pet peeve is when it's like a 50 hour VN and it's like, no, I don't want to do this again. You can't make me. Uh, but that's just a personal thing. Spread shorter VNs. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't really anymore. Uh, though I've shifted from VNs to uh, interactive, uh, like narrative drama things. Shit like David like, Cage uh,
0: games, of course. Fahrenheit. What is that I've, one called? Uh, uh,
2: it's Indigo Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy. <laughs> But like, is it just called Fahrenheit?
0: I think it's called Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy.
2: It, it depends on where you. Uh, it was released. I think in Europe it was. Yeah. In Europe it was Fahrenheit, and North America is Indigo Prophecy. Anyway, uh, I have played all those games. Uh, fuck you, David Cage. Uh, they all suck. <laughs> um, there's some good parts, but you. That doesn't mean anything. Anyway, no, like uh, before dawn breaks or the dark picture <laughs> anthologies.
0: Until da- until dawn.
2: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The hostage one.
0: Oh, the one me and you play well, I mean, we played a lot of these. Um uh what what, what is that one called? Uh, sh- sh- before I don't think it's called before. No, it's
2: it's not that. Um or like as As Dusk Falls, that's what's
0: called Oh, okay. Yeah. I totally forgot about that game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a game that I really liked, uh, but I didn't like it until like a quarter of the way through. Anyway, back to other not-anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I think in this case, yeah, I think the true ending actually is. I, I do like that, but at the time I was like, wait a minute, I don't like it when VNs do that, but I was thinking of longer VNs.
1: Yeah, I'm still on the, I think it's important to structure, of, to give the VN at least a bit of structure like that. Mm.
0: Again, I think the game being short m- makes all of that more uh reasonable uh in this case but i'm not a big fan of visual novels for that very reason of like i don't want to read through the same thing four times um i get that you can skip but you still have to take the time to skip it doesn't like i wish it would just be like let me let me just press a button to skip to the next like time break because like each each scene in the game is like an hour right it's like it's like oh 6 p.m 7 p.m 8 p.m those are the scenes Um, I wish it would just let me make a decision and then (laughs) skip to the next scene instead of having to wait for the dialogue to skip. Um, Part of that also just feels like, I don't know, like, I wish the dialogue wasn't, or the, you know, the text wasn't so disposable. Uh, Like, I wish each um, uh, scenario was different enough that you wouldn't need to feel uh, like you have to skip scenes to just get to the ending, but that's what it was. It was like, all right, I played through the game once. I think, actually what I did... um, and it's probably my second playthrough where I realized what the mechanic was to, like, get the different endings. But I think what I did on my second playthrough was just intentionally pick the decision I didn't make on the first playthrough. Because most scenes, mm-hmm. it's just there's two decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would skip through all the dialogue I read, make the decision I didn't make, read through that dialogue, and then on the next scene, do the same thing, skip half the scene, <laughs> make the decision differently, and then uh, read through the rest of that. Uh And then by the third and fourth time I played through to get the third and fourth ending, it's just like, all right, skip, 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 make the decision, skip, 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 um, <laughs> which is not a very compelling way to play or read through a thing, in my opinion. But again, it's it's whatever, like, that is it's short. So kind
1: of the structure for a VN like this. And I also have to say this, um the structure is not exactly the most standard as far as VNs go, because a lot of them you'll have, like, a short intro common route, and then you'll, like, the choices you make in that will branch out to wildly different routes that are the main um, chunk of the story for each of the the characters, usually.
2: Yeah, and I, I will say I appreciate that when you skip through, it will stop once you hit new dialogue, so you can't accidentally skip through unseen stuff, which most, I think most of the time is at least an option yeah, in, that's... in the games. But the other thing that I appreciate is that because the ending of each route is, like, it kind of comes up on you quick once you once you get into that final ending. And it's so strong that that's what compelled, I mean, other than wanting to, knowing that it was a short thing and, like, wanting to see all the endings. Like, if I had just wa- like played through this myself, I'd be like, okay, I want to get to those, like, big moments again. Um, so it was, like, a, it was nice to be able to get there. Uh, though, yeah, I was, like, eh, having to do it over and over again. I guess you could save between each, but uh for each choice, but whatever. Um there was oh, yeah, a this point. game
0: having a save functionality was extremely funny to me. <laughs> to, it's too short of a game to need it. Yeah. Oh, um something funny about the UI that I wanna mention
1: is um so like your log for stuff you click through or want to go back to is a bible. And once you reach the devil scenes, that doesn't work anymore. Which is a bit of like an um kind of an accessibility pain, but I think it's kind of
2: neat. I was curious, but I thought it was glitched because I was—I <laughs> missed a line. I was like, oh, let me go back to check that. And it kept going forward. I was like, wait, no. Uh, okay, that make, that's actually cool. I will say it was interesting to look in the log because there were points where there was no one marked as speaking, but it, like so I thought it was like a narrator's voice, but when you look in the log, it was attributed to a person. I was like, oh, okay, this is like someone's thoughts then, I guess that's interesting. There was a point- Well,
0: notice where... all the narration uh, uses uh, we as the pronoun. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: I was. You kind can't of... see
0: it, but I'm raising my eyebrows. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I was kind of at one point. I was like, "This this could be like a choose your own adventure book." um That was because of the lack of insert shots. Where I was like, "Oh, this could just be like a choose your mostly because I love those books." I was like, "Man, I wish I wish every book was a choose your own adventure book." Uh, Turn to
0: page no, thirteen. Oh no, because... you became the siren demon. <laughs> Turn well, back to page one and uh, begin again.
1: I guess you'd have to like keep score of the choices you've made in the choose
2: your own adventure. That's game. true. Yeah, because it keeps reconvening. That's true. Uh I I remember the first time I read one of those books I didn't realize that you had to go to a spe- specific page so I just was like reading it like oh, a normal God. book and I was like what the fuck is going on
0: What is happening first I was I was just <laughs> in a in a town and now I'm inside of the dragon's lair <laughs>
2: I've this has ended 3 times cuz it was like a choose your own nightmare book it was like the goosebumps ones and so it was like uh oh, you became a sludge monster the end and I was like oh that's weird what's on the next page
0: <laughs>
1: um going back to like the structure of it i think the uh structure of this works like incredibly well with the themes of the visual novel which is not something a lot of visual novels do i gotta be honest
0: oh yeah if there was no reason for (laughs) um uh like the going back through and making different decisions like paying off in the the true ending of the game um it would have been like a why like I did not think this, uh, but a lot of times when I, when I uh, try to play uh, any sort of visual novel sort of thing, I do think, like, why is this not just a book? Or why is this not just something else? Because I do just, like, a lot of the friction with, like, a visual novel gets to me. It's, like, a personal thing. Um, I did not think, oh, this should just be a book instead, because this would not work. Um, but I did <laughs> often think, you know, I would rather be reading a book right now than reading a video game.
1: I, what do you mean by the friction of it?
0: Um well all the things I talked about, right? Like uh like lack of narration was like a real big problem for me. I don't like having to go back to the beginning of a story and skip through parts of it to get to new parts of the story. Like I would just rather read a book where there's a start and a stop. Uh I guess <laughs> excluding something like House of Leaves or whatever. But <laughs> um uh, or a choose your own adventure book. Um but I don't yeah. I don't really like the like what gamey aspects there are of a visual novel like don't appeal to me. Like the branching paths and stuff like that um, isn't like a huge uh, boon for me. But this game, again, like the the length being short meant like none of that really mattered. Um, I was able to get over that.
1: There are plenty of visual novels that are usually called kinetic novels in English-speaking spaces that are just straight up no
2: choices or anything it's just
0: oh yeah but like i have i have those on my shelf they're called books <laughs>
2: like i just you know it's not like but a, are there anime girls and stephen <laughs> king i don't think no so. but there's like
1: visuals and music attached to it rather than just
0: being oh yeah fun. no i'm not I'm, I'm not poo-pooing any of that this is all like a personal thing of like i would just simply rather spend my time reading a book than like most visual novels that get recommended to me and the ones that do appeal are the ones that are like short or have something specific about them like this one or like i said i've heard really good things about um heaven will be mine um so i'll, I'll eventually read that
2: i prefer i prefer this structure of vn over the ones that have like full on like tactical games uh, attached into them i'm like no get the tactical <laughs> game out of here i just want to i want to read my eroge god damn it
0: that's also the other thing is like most of the v- vns i've completed uh are like uh like bl you know so it's like um like if if there's a if there's a reason to read a vn like that's it um for me but no like i guess the point i'm trying to make is like despite all of my reservations about uh vns uh i enjoyed this a lot yeah yeah sorry
1: i just have to be the vn defender on
0: the podcast. oh yeah I'll, I'll be the book defender i'm I'm
2: gonna be out here in the library <laughs> ready to battle we should burn them fuck books What's the what's the line from uh the night is short where he's like they don't bring profit, so I'm oh yeah butts. we should <laughs> just burn them they don't give me
0: profit yeah they don't give me profit
1: so how did the like overall thematics of it work for y'all like I know I've everyone here has been saying like the endings are great but how does the thematics of it of the entire thing work for y'all
0: I mean it mostly comes together for me with the true ending of like uh. You know, like, the other endings, it's, like, uh, what happens is you get uh, one of the three main characters uh, gets possessed by the devil, and they turn into some beautiful, horrible creature, and then they're, again, like, fucking whipped and whatever the hell with radios <laughs> with the power of God uh, until they turn back to some sort of normal, and then, like, the kind of epilogue scene is, like, them kind of being, like, ostracized because of it. And then the true ending is like, oh hey, what if we all became the devil together, uh, and then a beautiful queer uh, polyamory uh, transcended <laughs> and um, turned the rest of the That's camp. That's how it works in real us. life. I
1: gotta gotta confirm.
0: <laughs> but I just thought that was cool. I thought that was like a cool like. All right, you get like the three endings where like uh, you feel kind of like crummy at the end of each ending, um, and then you get the the ending where it's like actually ascending into an evil being when you do it together. <laughs> is great
3: yeah
1: a better world is possible when you're together and say uh i don't give a shit about normativity and society's bullshit
0: yeah it's like pretty on the nose but like you know again in a way that works it's like a two-hour game it doesn't have the <laughs> the time to not be uh on the nose
1: it's also like very unashamed of its itself mm-hmm. i think that's like a big point and like for me personally which visual novels will land and which won't like they're all a little bit cringy sometimes but a lot of the better ones are just super honest about like yeah we genuinely believe this or we care about this thing and that will usually be the difference between like a good visual novel or just some disposable trash to me
2: yeah this feels this definitely feels incredibly earnest and like uh genuine in what it's trying to do um which definitely helps um Was the implication I don't remember in the true ending, I feel like there was a line where there it's like, Oh, the camp counselor is gonna find like is gonna try to find us, but he's not gonna be able to. I can't remember if there's like an implication of like, this isn't a forever thing, but we're gonna cherish it for while it lasts. I don't remember if that's the case or not. Uh I
1: thought the implication was that they're going to try to, you know, let other people they're gonna try to turn other people into
2: devils. Okay. That that I just I i'm not saying that's right or wrong I, I mean i assume that it's right i just don't remember specifically what the... yeah
0: i want to say the implications like like the the narration is saying like you know like oh you know they're gonna to try to like spread their their influence out and i think maybe there's like a line about like and someone's probably gonna come along to like stop us or try to stop us but until then like we're gonna keep like doing our thing
2: oh that's right i do remember something where it's like they're gonna to try to find us but, like, like the camp, the campers are going to try to find us, but once they see what it's like, they're going to be into it as well, or, or something to that effect. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Especially with, like, the first three endings being like, oh, the two can beat the devil because they're together. Mm-hmm. But the third one, if the devil's not alone, the devil wins. Right. Kind of thing.
0: Really, the theme is, God is lame and the devil is cool.
2: Be gay with other gay people that have a better time. <laughs> This this really is the, the, the b crimes do gay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I did like that, that uh, when they tried when they listened to God's radio station, you know, he just said like some meaningless. I mean, it was a parable that was like directly linked, but, like to that to the route that you were on uh but it was like effectu- effectively useless kind of thing and i do like that at, like the true ending is them being like what if there's another way cuz there's multiple points where i was like no actually there's another way like um uh venus is saying like i'd rather be like stepped on by others then be then be mean to them or or something like that uh and I was like no the, the, there's another way like you like it's not a binary in that like what uh so them like realizing it like them at the end being like actually yeah we can just do our own thing I was like yeah let you did it <laughs> fucking end of evangelion congratulations
0: yeah uh did we have a favorite of the three non true endings i guess mostly in terms of like how cool the the devil (laughs) at each ending is
1: i think the the venus devil is (laughs) the coolest like description wise you know like feathers eyes and wings where they don't really make sense not to be the boring fucking biblically accurate shit but that kind
2: of vibe I think I liked oh god, it's red ending is Jupiter, right? Yeah. I think I like that one where it's like the the hands ca- like caressing yeah. every everything. I really liked that. It was very like sensual and like I don't know. I like I like that a lot. Well
0: we didn't really talk about it, but like each of the the, the devils they turn into is like uh emblematic of their whole uh, emotional hang ups of like, you know, like Venus is the trans one, so they turn into like a beautiful angel, uh beyond description, uh Jupiter is like afraid of like uh, like kind of like hedgehog's dilemma <laughs> being perceived at all. <laughs> uh well like like uh like worried that like being like vulnerable uh to other people is gonna like mm-hmm. open her up to to harm. Yeah, she's uh, she's then...
2: the bloom into you lady. She's like the best great oh, yeah. star athletes. She's she's One Sama from uh not Space Patrol luluko Uh we just watched it. Gunbuster. Uh sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Gunbuster, like that archetype, uh, and and yeah, like oh, I, I can't let anyone down. I gotta be perfect. I, ca- I can't be mean to anyone. I can't. I'm not gonna say sorry. No, that's Venus. Yeah.
1: Well, I I think it's less of that and more like that as a coping mechanism more
2: than anything. Like oh yeah,
1: be I agree. Good I, enough at things, not so much that people rely on you, but that they won't think of you negatively. Right.
2: I, yeah, definitely. Um, so her ending was was really good. I
1: liked it a lot. Yeah. Like I actually going back to the coping mechanisms things i think like the strongest differentiation between the characters is how they're coping with society's bullshit like being overly nice overly mean or like avoidant yeah yeah like venus tries her hardest to just go along with everything no matter how much it is trying to just blend into the background like jupiter or just being mean enough that to pretend you're not getting hurt like neptune i think Mm -hmm that's the strongest of the um character differentiations but that also might be because i've reread this like five times at this point
0: (laughs) i agree with that it's mostly the character voice that uh that i I thought really blends together and like that's again like the strongest dialogue scenes in the game are like the closet scene where that just like Mm -hmm. becomes what the characters are talking about (laughs) They, they actually start talking about what their whole deal is um which worked for me. I agree that the Jupiter one's my favorite, both in terms of design, but also the the writing is really good there. I uh, pulled out what I have called in my notes, the rawest uh, bit of text in the game, which is at the beginning of her ending, where the narrator goes, it's just like cut to the beginning of the scene where you first see her like with the hands all over her. And it just says on Jupiter, there's an ancient storm bigger than earth that's been blowing since before we were born. And that's like the whole line. It's like, fuck Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: that's Mm -hmm. good. What was Neptune's transfer? I can't remember what she transformed into. She turned
0: into like a water, water demon. Uh, okay. I think I saw someone like reference a specific kind of mythological thing that they may or may not be referencing that I wasn't convinced, but they're they're it, it's kind of like a water, demon sort of thing.
1: I think the big thing with her is is like she's like covered in black bile, as like a reflection of her mean bitch coping mechanisms
2: yeah and she kept i i did i don't know if it paid off i don't remember like the whole uh like she keeps like coughing and like vomiting throughout the story and i'm like oh that's Mm -hmm. like a thing but never in her path it becomes more of a thing but otherwise it just kind of resolves itself
0: she's probably my least favorite of the three characters i think
2: yeah yeah, at least to me, it's, I think it's like the oh, she's
1: so
0: fucking full of bile, she's yeah. acting like this, or it also
1: kind of reads as an eating disorder as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I saw, uh, was reading someone, uh, talk about that kind of read on the character, which, like, a lot of things in the game is like kind of like underexplored on purpose, where like you could totally read it that way, but it's not like, um, it doesn't come up too Do much. Know
2: the nationality of the people who made this, I'm just curious about something. Like, are they Americans? American person, I wouldn't know. Or,
1: I I don't know, but also I remember to fact the white for you, Danny oh. is a writer on this rope for Neon White.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> that that reads because the dialogue in Neon White is also often very cringe, but in a fun way, like in an endearing way. Ah, oh, it's such a good game. Anyway, uh, the reason I asked is when they're wait when they're in the cabin, they're like, "What should we do?" Ah, oh, man, we need a fourth person to play ukelele. And I was like, ain't no one in this world oh. knows what Euclid is except the Midwestern- Midwesterners and Canadians. Uh, looking it up online, apparently Australia, Great Britain, and New Zealand as well. But I was like, there's some Midwestern shit going on here. <laughs> I mean, there's like even the lines like
1: oh the midwest is great all you have to do is not say it out loud what they're about to make out
2: <laughs> oh that's right yeah oh yeah because I, I i was like aha i called it but i didn't know if the if the authors were midwesterners or not because i was like no one out like no one from virginia is gonna be like ah the euchre game
1: i also feel like the summer camp kind of shit it's pulling is a very distinctly american kind of summer yeah camp.
2: very conversion campy kind of energy i mean You know, like, on purpose. Like I described,
1: it was, like, a remedial summer camp. It very much seemed like it wasn't, like, their parents said they had to do this. It was, like, some larger force saying they
2: had to go here because they were the misfits.
0: Yeah, they do explain that it's, like, specifically a camp for, like, reject kids. Um, Yeah, so which
2: would have been interesting to learn more about that. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, there's a demo that is also a prologue to this.
0: Uh, I did not play that, but... Oh, fuck. I'm good. (laughs) I definitely yeah. didn't leave this game feeling like I needed uh, more backstory or world building or anything. I thought it um, was like just the right size, uh, yeah, for me. I was definitely worried too because I was like, like oh, I'm gonna like get to the first ending and be like, I mean, I have to do that three more times. But I was um, very pleasantly surprised by how brief the game was. Uh, like I said, it took me like just shy of two hours to do all three. Uh, or all four endings including i don't know about y'all but i did just like i kind of figured how you needed to go about to get to the true ending but i did just look up like a list of like all right tell me which decisions to make to get to the uh true ending so i can just get there oh Uh, yeah think about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah which is another thing that like kind of takes me out of a game like if it if if it's not something i feel is worth doing on my own and have to just look up that's kind of like a knock for me but again like all of my complaints to this game kind of don't mean anything because it's like two hours long like you can't can't complain that much <laughs> um and the ending's good and also like uh, i don't know if we uh, or if i said it because i think it is true but the art uh is extremely good at the end i don't know if i have much to say about the art up until the endings other than again the guy that looks like he's uh one of the thumblings from Spy Kids <laughs> is off-putting
1: <laughs> yeah i uh i fucking own several art prints from the artists on this game okay also should have seemed familiar from y'all because i just wholesale stole a heavenly wine character for that mm. tabletop oh. game we had a few years ago
0: oh yeah and that's definitely the same character uh or like artist right? yeah
1: yeah matt schwartz i believe
0: i mm. also totally appreciate all of the backgrounds just being uh, like uh photoshop edited like real photos um mm-hmm. you know cut yeah, cut those cold, corners where you um, can
1: adv game classic oh yeah yeah
0: no love uh love easy but effective uh production decisions because uh, they work um and then occasionally you do get the the backgrounds that are not that uh, like around the endings all right yeah, it was a cool game. I'm glad, I'm glad I am played it. Glad it was short. Still not spooky enough. Wish it was spookier.
2: <laughs> is uh, Heaven Will Be Mine of a similar mood? Or is it kind of its own thing, would you say?
1: Um, it's definitely got some similar thematics, but very much like plagued into like that into a lot of like mech and specifically Gundam uh, stuff, because one of the characters is Ashar, of course. Of course. Um, but it's mostly playing around with, like, still society's expectations and baggage, but gravity is the main metaphor for it there, mm. which I know is a Gundam thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is it, uh, like, same length or longer or shorter? That was It's question. substantially longer, like a 10-hour Vianna. Oh, dang.
0: Putting it further down on the list then.
2: <laughs> kind of thing. Maybe I'd play, like, an hour per time period, you know, to get through it kind of thing. But, yeah, anyway.
1: I think, much like this one, there's very clear, like, delineations between scenes, so it's it's pretty decent at, like, the pick-up-and-read-a-bit kind of thing. Structure of that one is you pick one of three characters and then, like, make five individual choices along the way, and then you get an ending based on those choices. The three endings are not character-dependent, but you get a lot of the different
0: scenes along the way kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you're saying there's there's more choices? (laughs) Uh... Not not selling me on this, but one. it's, it's <laughs> no,
1: it's uh I think it's no, it's like fundamentally the same. No, it's actually one less choice if there's five different choices and then the character select. That's six versus seven.
2: <laughs> but do the scenes differ depending on what character you select at the beginning? Yes. Ah, so so it's like, well, like I guess
0: here's here's the real question. How many endings are there? Do you know? Three. Oh, oh okay. No. Okay.
2: Oh, okay. Anyway, that's a different. That's a that's the next anime genai. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say
0: <laughs> that'll be what will get me to read it. As if you if you pick it for another one of these, that would be like like an
1: entire ass pick. That's three
2: episodes long. Yeah. I, w- if we did that for an anime genai with like a strict reading reading order, I would just do one of the <laughs> endings or something like that. But anyway, mm. but yeah, uh, I I think my my overall thoughts on uh, we know the devil is definitely not a waste of time had some really good stuff in there, some really raw energy, uh just some hit or miss writing, and that's that's fine that happens. That's not a bad thing, you know, just would you all
1: recommend it to the listeners?
0: yeah, I would say if if any of the things we talked about piqued your interest, then like yeah, why not? It's like short, but also if like nothing we said piques your interest, then yeah, like don't don't bother like whatever <laughs> it's fine too.
2: Yeah, I uh, yeah I would say it's worth the price of admission. Like you said, Austin, if uh if you like it, like if if you are interested in a, a quick exploration of people confronting their inner demons, or or learning to express themselves, or how, however you want to summarize, or if it. you like queer allegorical, shit. yeah yeah I know there's lots of y'all out there. So definitely give it a give it a uh, read if you uh, are interested in that, but. Yeah. Finally fit something that Danny actually likes. Yeah. 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 Uh, You're this telling is, me uh, Danny
0: didn't like Kanan? We all know. That's actually
2: my favorite thing. That Like, when we do our uh, next year yeah, that's in review. Yeah, it's number one with a bullet. Which, oh my god, that our next year in review will be... <laughs> yeah, like, this, in two like two months. two months. Yeah, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, no, Kanan is uh, top of the list. S tier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I don't
1: even know how to... <sighs>
2: Like if we we're ranking
1: only the stuff we watch this year, I think I'll be fine. But like every single oh, thing no. we watch is gonna I, feel like a it's all
2: or a nightmare. Yeah, start ranking them now, and you'll be able to figure oh it out. My god. It. But, but yeah, you want to move on to or oh god damn it! You got you got to bleep it again. I, I, I'm making notes in my phone about when I need to bleep it. Do we want to
0: talk about Inspector Gadget? All right. Well, it's time for my pick, which means it's time to fight for justice (laughs) which uh they say at the beginning of every episode uh, because i made y'all watch the first two episodes of Mm -hmm. robo pi jan person or so Robo Jan person just a tokusatsu show if the name doesn't give it away I I think um I think I just found well like the show is part of the metal hero series which is probably one of the like like if you know Toku you know it but like you know if you if you're not really like into it you know like Kamen Rider and you know Super Sentai and obviously everybody uh, in the uh, Americas knows um the Power Rangers uh where uh they kind of you know used footage from Super Sentai but uh, Metal Hero not as often talked about as those um, but uh, Metal Hero ran it uh, was like a series of tokusatsu shows that ran from the 80s I think is when the first one uh, came out through the 90s. Uh, the first one is a show called Space Sheriff Gavan uh, which I only just remembered recently because I never really look at it my uh windows uh account uh like for for my my windows pc uh uses uh a screenshot from uh space sheriff gavon as my um profile pic this is a really good painted uh, uh kind of like uh what do you call it uh i don't know like a frame of uh of gavon from that show that i use um but also, like uh, Space Sheriff, uh, Sheravan, which is like the second series. I think, um, Discotheque has put out, uh, Juspicion on Blu ray, which is in the Metal Hero series. People might know, uh, Junko B Fighter or Ju- Juco B Fighter, um, which is the show that they used, f- uh, props and footage for Big Bad Beetleborgs, uh, <laughs> in America, uh, which is another Saban show, like Power Rangers. Um, but I really like the Metal Hero stuff. Um, it's kind of more similar to Common Rider than um, uh, Super Sentai. There's less of a team aspect of it, although sometimes there are, are small teams. Um, but like Gavon is just like Gavon. Um, they kind of started out as like Monster of the Week style shows. Uh, Jan Person, uh, which is kind of in the middle of the run of the Metal Hero series, is notably different for not less monster of the week and more like freak of the week (laughs) um because they're just they're normally just dudes i just watched an episode last night uh because i've been going past um the two that we watched for this time where the villain is basically just like a really low tier batman 66 villain (laughs) um who uses like a computer to mind control people into stealing things for him uh which i'm like uh, literally like is this not just a batman 66 episode but whatever
2: It's a very funny step down, I guess, from the, like, we've incorporated our evil henchmen into every facet of society, Mm. villain.
0: (laughs) Right. But yeah, so Jam Person came out in 1993, aired to 1994. Um, It was uh, preceded in the series by um, Exceed Draft, which y'all will know because we watched the Christmas episode of Exceed Draft last year, and then preceded by uh, Blue Swat, which is a lame name compared to both uh, Exceed Draft and uh, Jan Person. Uh, and then, fun fact: uh, the uh, the last Metal Hero show aired from 1998 to 1999. It's called uh, Tetsuantante Tantei Uh I don't know if y'all have ever seen RoboTak before, uh, like the the character. Uh, but I'm gonna post this image because talk is just like a, oh, hell yeah, like a robot mascot who dresses like uh, Sherlock Holmes <laughs> and solves mysteries but also uh uh like fights uh bad guys and stuff and the very last episode of Robotac has the best final episode title ever of one of these shows uh which is just called robotox death at sea (laughs) oh my god (laughs) um which uh, spoilers? He does die. <laughs> he, he stops evil first, but he does die. God, this is
1: reminding me to pick Milky Holmes at mm, some point for the podcast. Absolutely. We have not done like a fucking Moe show yet, besides Lucky Star.
0: <laughs> Sherlock Hound? Is that the one's called? Sherlock Hound. Yeah. Uh, I got that on Blu-ray recently.
2: Is is Gridman Metal Hero or is that a different thing? No, a uh, Gridman. That's Ultraman.
0: Well, it's like an Ultraman spin-off. It's um, from Superia Productions, who do. Ultraman.
2: because this is kind of like our second toku show but like true. one of them's like one
0: degree separated i guess yeah and this one's like actually live action um but yeah so i found out about Janperson. person uh well like started watching Janperson person because one of the uh toku fan sub groups that did a blu-ray sub for gavon um started subbing the show uh, and it was around the time they were like 20 or so episodes in that I started watching it. And then they kind of stalled out on subbing that cause they were subbing other things. And so I stopped watching it. Now they have since finished it all 50 episodes plus the movie. Uh, but I never went back and finished it. So this is both my excuse to get y'all to watch some, uh, amazing, uh, early nineties, uh, toku, uh, cause this is just extremely early nineties toku to me. Terms of production, uh, and also my excuse to uh, start rewatching it and, and actually finish it. Uh, so I've, I've watched more than just the two episodes we talked about. Uh, y'all had not seen any Jan Person, I <laughs> would imagine. right
2: <laughs> No,
1: <laughs> I've never actually watched the full Toku series. So,
0: well, here we are. So we watched the first two episodes. Uh, the first one is called "The Mysterious New Hero" because Jan Person is uh, he's kind of like a like a RoboCop. Uh, except less humanoid. Uh, but he's just like a purple robot cop guy, uh, but nobody knows who the fuck he is. He just shows up and shoots bad guys. Uh, and sometimes he has a new weapon and then he leaves. <laughs> um, that's kind of it for a while until they really start to dig into like, who is this jam person guy? Um, but the first episode introduces him. Uh, the plot is about, there's a, a, a girl in Japan who's got like a deadly virus uh that she needs a urgent vaccine for that they've flown in from another country uh that they're, they've got like a time limit to get this vaccine to this girl uh but the uh, meanwhile there's like a bank robbery that happens or something like that and the 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 criminal commandeers the medical emergency car that they're transporting the vaccine in <laughs> um and then they end up pursued by android robot assassins Uh, and then jan person comes in to kill the robot assassins and successfully deliver the vaccine to the hospital in his uh uh, sky copter um and then the second episode is called i am justice uh which is like they live but jan person is there um (laughs) uh basically a little kid gets a pair of eyeglasses where he can um see that some of the people out on the street are just robots disguised as humans. Again, kind of like they live the aliens disguised as humans. They're just Among Us. Um, (sighs) Oh my god, Among Us. Uh, And then um, he ends up involved in this plot with the Guild, who is uh, the organization that's trying to take over the world uh, with these robots. Um, And then Jan Person comes in to stop uh, the leader of the Guild, uh, Ben Fujinami. Um, So... They set up. They both set up and dismantle an entire like crime syndicate in a single episode.
1: I I can't see Tokyo villains being called guild and not have my mind immediately go to I'm going to beat the twin tail. Mm, yeah, I mean that's all well, the villains, that's... villains are like ex guildy because I know it's a Toku parody show. Yeah,
0: this is exactly the kind of shit that they're. um referencing would it delight y'all to know that in like one or two episodes after this they immediately set up uh the neo guild led oh, yeah. by Incredible. ben fujinami's <laughs> brother george makabe
2: is is it pl- is he played by the same character or same
0: actor <laughs> no it's a different actor uh, Damn. he's uh he's much prettier uh but he's got like a weird like head brace that he's in let me see if i can find uh a good photo for y'all of uh this won't play for the podcast you could just do a google search uh uh fans at home uh oh of course google uh serves me um evildoers wiki uh, but this is george oh my Martin. god
2: He's like a football player.
0: He's kind of got the same kind of headbands that they have in like uh, like the third season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, if I'm remembering the season number rightly. Oh, and also, uh, Villains Wiki points out to me he's the half brother of Ben Fujinami.
2: Oh, well, um, of course.
0: But what happens like a few episodes into this show is they set up three separate criminal organizations that all want Jan Person dead. And so they kind of take turns episode to episode for a while of like, who's tried to kill Jan person that week. So there's like, let me see if I can get them all right. There's uh, the new, the Neo guild uh, led by George Makabe. There's the science network. (laughs) I think they're called. Um, And then there's, um, Oh, it's like, he's like a real estate, uh, the Tatawaki group, I think is what they're called. They're like a, like a, like a corporate organization who's led by just an insanely evil man. Uh, (laughs) uh,
2: So, uh, so like a normal corporation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, But he's, he's, uh, it's weird. Um, (laughs) Hard to describe uh, the man in question. Um, But yeah, I feel like this show is just a delight to me in terms of um, uh, I love, like it's, it's the promise of a tokusatsu show. It's all about the special effects, right? And it's got just like all of the lovely, 80s, 90s Toku special effects that you could ever want, like miniatures blowing up. There's uh, he's driving around in his ridiculous, like modified car, the the Dark J car, yeah. <laughs> as it's called. Um, but I don't know what did what did y'all think of, uh, of these two episodes of uh, of Toku goodness?
2: Well, you know how I like. I mean, we watched the first episode together at least once. Uh, That's true. <laughs> losing losing my mind uh, the whole time, and the the second episode has keeps the energy going. Uh, made me think of Godzilla versus Hedora, how there's like the little kid who's like Jan person. And in Godzilla versus Hedora, he has like a Godzilla plushie or whatever. He's like, oh, Godzilla would never do anything bad or whatever. Um, also thought of They Live, uh, like the uh, mm-hmm. Carpenter movie but no it's it's such a fun show um I, it's one of those ones that it's like hard to find fault with i'm sure there's some CinemaSins guy who's like ugh, oh, the blah, blah, blah is wrong in this scene but like who get, like if you if you're at that level you're like approaching it wrong or at least not approaching it on its terms um uh, cuz what other show would have a teacher just get blown to smithereens <laughs> by Jan person you know
0: that's, that's one of my favorite bits in the second episode is they, like, think that Jan Person is just executing random people out on the streets because <laughs> they don't know that they're actually, like, robots that are trying to take over society.
2: And I'm like, detective, you fucker. Like, you saw him save your ass in the last episode, but he's so fucking clueless. The the uh, reporter, who I hope stays in the the series, uh mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you sussy bakas. Jan Person would never do this. Do you believe him now? Uh, it's so good. Uh, Danielle, what did uh,
0: what did you think of Jan Person? Um, oh, no.
1: <laughs> like, it's, no, like, it's not bad. It's just, I, like, I had a good time with the first episode, but then I was, like, wasn't really in the mood for the second episode, but I had to watch it for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I did not have as much fun. So, like, generally good, but not as... In- as an enthusiastic answer as y'all
0: i was gonna say um that i feel like this is a really good and i'm sure there are other shows as well uh especially like if you want to watch more modern stuff this wouldn't be a good uh litmus test but this is like a good litmus test for like if you like if you're toku curious you should watch the first couple episodes of Jan person and if you're like fuck yeah i want to watch more of this like buddy you're in (laughs) like welcome to the club uh but if you watch and you're like oh that was all right like you know like then maybe like you're not like a toku freak and that's 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 probably for the best because there's way too much tokusatsu to watch um in one lifetime um but this just does it for me like it checks all the boxes of what i like about toku like like i'm saying
1: i enjoyed the first episode when we were watching together and i had a good time i just was not in the mood for the second episode and
0: but you know, I had obligations to watch. So it, you're so. saying we need to watch all 50 episodes of this as a as a group.
2: Well, that's that's a thing. I I do think that this plays better, or could could play better, could play as well, whatever. It would be fun mm-hmm. to watch with people. Like get a bunch of friends together. Hey, we're gonna sit down and watch them. To any Toku, uh, th- I've never, I have not yet seen Bad Toku, and I know it exists. I'm sure it exists, but I <laughs> I, I don't know what it would look like, honestly. But. Just, like, kicking back and, like, putting on a few episodes of Jan Person while you talk over it, or, you know, you just kind of... Not, like, riff on it, but whatever. You know, just, like, hang out kind of thing.
0: As I salute the screen at uh, the only good cop, (laughs) which is Jan Person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, cop, vigilante, hard to say. But, like, you know, it's the kind of show that you can come in and out of, both episode to episode and within one episode. If I... I didn't, obviously, but, like, if I was watching this with friends or whatever, and was like oh i'm going to get some popcorn or whatever i'm gone for 5 minutes getting that all fixed up or whatever i come back and i'm not going to be like okay someone has to recap this for me or whatever it's like no it's you know you just are there for the excitement and the the romp and good time
0: yeah um we got to talk about a couple things you already mentioned uh the um uh like police inspector that he he runs into uh across these episodes uh <laughs> Do you remember what he calls himself in the first episode? Uh,
2: what he calls himself or what he's called by his uh, partner?
0: Well, he does correct. He's called like the Bat, bat inspector? inspector, but then but he corrects like, him. Uh,
2: the Batty Inspector or something? Or no, no? He's,
0: he's, <laughs> he gets called like, uh, like uh, Inspector Bat or something like that. And he's like, hey, just because they call me the Batman of the police department. <laughs> oh, of course. Doesn't mean you can call me Inspector Bat. Uh, which I love. They they do reference that uh, uh, in other episodes. I also love, um, I think it happens probably about like eight times in these two episodes, the gag of him falling into a trash can.
2: Yeah, and he's like, oh no, not
0: another bucket. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude,
2: how many buckets are there in Japan? There's too many in this one location. <laughs> uh, it's pretty great.
0: We got to talk about Jan Person's amazing fit that he like throws off when he enters the scene he's wearing like leather pants and a leather jacket that has like like a gold emblem that says JP for Jan person on it and then he just rips that shit off cuz he's like a like a robot cyborg man
2: i mean there's a lot of stuff to talk about that has jp on it like his jp card
0: mhm that's his calling card he's like a like a phantom thief he's got to like, <laughs> let you know he's in there he's like hey this, it's me
2: this did give me some major persona 5 energy Mm.
0: Uh... <laughs> that was the moment i the moment i knew i was in love with the show is when the first time i saw an episode of the show and he just enters a scene and throws his calling card into the middle of the actions like hey i'm here bitches uh love that for him some
2: some authors use subtlety or subtext <laughs> they're cowards i do like that Because they have, like, oh, we've infiltrated the society with these robots. Uh, I thought of the, like, born-to-die, world-is-a-fuck thing uh because the implication is that like a lot of robots are out there so it's like millions of people just died and jan person's like all right see you guys next time i guess not people died robots died but again the show does not think about do these robots have sentience the answer is no because jan person just blew them up
0: (laughs) trying to find a list of his uh weapons because that's the other thing like i called him you know inspector gadget he does just have like like mad gadgets that he just pulls out at random. Um, like I just watched an episode recently where he uses for the first time his just stick, like justice stick portmanteau, uh, which is, it's just a baton, <laughs> he just whips out a baton. And then you get text on the screen. That's like, that's the just <laughs> It's like, all right, I guess that's the just stick. Um, or like, he's got, um, I don't think we see it in these episodes. He can fire like missiles out of his knees uh, he's got like a blaster that like he can set to different levels of intensity or whatever. Uh, he's got a, a the his car like part of it comes out and becomes a helicopter.
2: Um, is it is it, is it called like the Dark J Jet or something?
0: Yeah, because it's the Dark J car. Um, and then uh, it is the oh, it's the Sky J car. And then just so you don't get confused, when the dark J Car doesn't have the Sky J Car in it, and instead like a like a tank gun comes out from where the Sky J Car came out of, uh, that's called the Land J Car. Not to well, be confused course. with I the mean, Dark J Car.
2: Please, land J Car was my father. <laughs> you <can> call me <laughs> Sky J
0: Car. Uh end of Rise of Skywalker. What's your name? Ray, Ray Skycar. <laughs>
2: I would watch the movie if that was the case. It'd if be a Jan better Pers- movie if Jan
0: Person was there. It's like, what's going last Jan Person name?
2: would have blown, pa- Palpatine would have been fucking obliterated by Jan Person. <laughs> At least we can all agree that this show has better special effects than episode nine. True. Most things do. I filmed a, my cat earlier, and I was like, damn, <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> popping so- off. Such special effects. Uh, he is a special boy. Mm-hmm.
0: I also love uh, that one of the songs on the soundtrack is just a blatant rip off of the Star Trek: The Next Generation theme. (laughs) It's just literally like pitch shifted down a key, Um, but otherwise it's like exactly the same. Um, Because I guess this would have been around the time that show is like middle of its run. I want to say, and that show did air in Japan with a Japanese dub, uh, which you can watch on the Blu-ray. I feel like we.
2: We had a VA that was like, oh, they did all the dub stuff for... Oh, yeah.
0: I don't know those off the top of my head, but basically everybody that did a dub voice for that show is like a famous voice actor. uh, Yeah, so
2: they probably have come up. Listen to all of our episodes to find out which one.
0: Yeah, put the the mystery together. (laughs) You got to do the work yourself. (laughs) Right in. (laughs) Um, And then I like at the end of the next times, you get the the narrator going. uh, He says, see you again. At the end of every episode. And I'm like, damn, damn right. You'll see me. Again. <laughs> you'll see me 50 uh, more times, buddy. At least 50 more times. And then you get at the beginning of every episode, like before the OP starts or as the OP is starting, you get the narrator going, jam person fights for justice. It's like, damn right. He does um yeah i just love the show uh like i said it's it's like everything i love about the toku it's uh, it's ridiculous the special effects are fun especially because it's the 90s it's before like computers got too involved in toku stuff um so everything's like done like practically like there's shots in the first episode where you can clearly tell like it's supposed to be jan person like pushing two cars out of the way that get thrown at him but both them being thrown at him and him pushing them away are clearly just shots of like the cars uh, like hooked up to cranes and they're them being craned away oh in the, the first episode
2: there's a just shot like a wide shot where you can see all the wire harnesses and
0: everything it's like oh good yep, yep. um lots of miniatures and stuff like that um, i do appreciate that there's miniatures of the dark chay car but also they did like modify a real car to look like that and there's shots of it like driving down like highways and stuff like that like they did that for real um and i just like the look of jam person too like he's he's purple i don't know if we said that but you know <laughs> he's just got a a good look to him he's he's purple and silver and just looks like a, a metallicized robocop um and i love how ridiculous and over the top the the ending is especially the lyrics the lyrics are like you know like does he dream like us does he cry like us <laughs> and i'm like that's that's true he's my boyfriend that's jam person he does cry. it's like
2: it's I've definitely seen a meme where it's, like, the anime OP versus ED, where it's, like, mm. you know, think of, like, Gundam, where it's, like, fight, Gundam, fight, and then the ED is, like, forever Amaro, and it's, yeah, like, it's damn. Same.
0: <laughs> same here, forever Jan Person. Um, and just think, we didn't even get to uh, w- my favorite part of uh, Jan Person, which is uh, the other uh, sort of metal android that shows up um in the show his name is gun gibson post a pick for y'all now <laughs> um i distinctly remember an episode uh where uh gun gibson is like holding a plant at gunpoint and jan person is trying to talk him down from shooting the plant um makes more sense in the episode but uh love that guy J- Gun Gibson uh is uh, ridiculous. I think that's all I got. Uh not a lot to say about Jam Person but it's uh it's a fun time. I like I said I think it's a good show to check out if you're like Toku curious, if you're like, oh, what's all this Toku stuff about? Um, cuz I think like you'll either be like immediately sold or you won't be. Um not like a love it or, or hate it, but like you'll know if you really want to like deep dive on this stuff if you watch a couple episodes of Jam Person and and are into it. Are y'all going to watch any more Jam Person? Oh, without yeah. me making you. Oh, yeah. Nice.
1: I don't think I'll end up finishing etogu series until I have someone to watch one with, honestly. Mm. If I'm going to watch long running uh children's media uh, alone, I'm going to fucking finish Aikatsu first.
0: Well, good luck, because there's like 500 episodes of that, <laughs> and there's 50 episodes <laughs> <laughs> of G.P.R.C. Aren't you
2: also doing Precure, or is that just awesome?
1: I'm watching the current one oh. for now. But that's easy because it's an episode mm-hmm. a
0: week unless you're like me and you fell behind months ago and are struggling to catch back up because of all the many other things that you do in your free time that's well that's a,
2: that's a, a good segue to wondering <gasps> what we uh, have been watching reading experiencing for the last month and a half or something like that how long has it been <laughs>
0: I think it's been like five weeks since we've recorded, well right.
2: maybe?
0: I'm trying to do the math had... We last recorded uh like um yeah like five weeks ago six yeah, weeks
2: ago I, I had like weird nervous jitters before uh starting today just because it's been a while so it's like oh god i gotta get back in the, the headspace i'll have to get back into
0: the editing space soon and not cringing at my own voice mm. i was ready to go and then i played some metal gear solid 4 and then i was ready to go for a podcast we're not recording for a week uh, but Danny, do you want to take the ball and talk about what other? I guess you know normally this is like the anime Janai segment. Did you actually watch any anime since we didn't watch any anime for the the podcast?
2: Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I I was in Japan for two weeks. Uh, oh, so you were
0: you were living anime. Mm-hmm.
2: I I passed through Kyoto, which you know I was like, hey, that's uh that's uh Yuasa's movie. And I kept going, and uh, I... <laughs> you just You
0: just walked from one end to Kyoto to the other, and your only thought was, wow, it's just like a Yuasa movie.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't walk through... No, I was on the bullet train. I was zooming by. No. <laughs> but when t- when I was in Osaka, and I was like, oh, I remember this from Yakuza. This is Sotenbori, a thing. I don't know why they have to knock off, change the name, but they do anyway. So yeah, no, I, I've not really uh, been... Uh, I was there, and then once I was back, um, I was coming off of jet lag, and I had a really bad stomach bug. So I've just been trying to get back to normalcy, back back at it. Finally, I'm actually sleeping properly now, and I know that anime is going to make me not sleep well uh, through the nightmares of what I've consumed. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so I have stuff on the list to watch. Uh, I did watch. Oh, this is not anime. Kind of, but kind of, of the same vein. I did watch Godzilla minus one. Uh, that was very, very good. Um, uh, one of the better Godzilla movies I've seen. Um, and other than that, nothing really for me. Nice.
0: Well, I'll, t- I'll take the ball because I also watched uh Godzilla minus one, and I would say uh, which I think I've seen every Godzilla movie, but the recent animated ones they've done. Uh, I think Godzilla minus one is the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. It was very good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's it's hard because it's like it's different from Shin Godzilla. It's very different.
0: It's different from a lot of other uh, Godzilla movies, but yeah. in a in a really good way.
2: Yeah, first time I've I really felt the emotional core and like really resonated with it and and cried for for everything. Yeah, but yeah. We
0: were just talking about melodrama earlier with Time Taxi. There's a lot of good melodrama in Godzilla minus one. Obviously, way more serious than a Time Taxi, but. Like got me in the same way of like, damn, I love melodrama.
1: I really want to end up seeing it at some
0: point. That's good. I would catch it in a the theater if you still can. Um, but uh, in, in other anime, Jani, uh, I f- and speaking of books, my <laughs> my beloved books, uh, I, <laughs> I finished reading uh, The Book of the New Sun, uh, which I think I brought up when I started the uh, science fiction series by Gene Wolfe. Uh, it's one of the best things I've ever read. It's extremely good. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's four books, but none of the books are very long. It's my between my two volumes that have them. It's probably, um, well, I guess it's probably like 300 pages on average for a book, uh, which is not very long, in my opinion. Uh, but it's really good. There, there's some very interesting stuff in that uh, the, that series that I've not like encountered in other science fiction before. Also, just his prose is extremely good. Um, but it had been on my list to read for forever, and thanks to um, Range Touch covering it for one of their podcasts, I finally got a good reason to read it and was ecstatic and now i'm reading the sequel which is earth of the new sun which doesn't feel very necessary to me because i got to the end of the the last of the book of the new sun books and was like well that's great i sure hope he never wrote any more of those and unfortunately he did (laughs) um but uh, i'm halfway through that now and kind of liking it better than i thought i would so Ah, i'll report on that when i finish it can't recommend that enough it's
1: good you're at least kind of liking it i'm a big proponent of like hey sometimes you finish a thing and then you don't need to go read all the supplementary material yeah, i
0: like, wouldn't have read it at all if they weren't covering it um along with book of the new sun for the range touch podcast um shell by genre um but i'm pleasantly enjoying it um uh but like i said can't recommend uh book of the new sun enough it's the like best thing i've read in a long time. Um, and then in anime news uh hate to you know bring up anime you know we don't talk about that here anymore but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh i've i've not finished it yet because I'm, I'm just watching it at the pace that they watch it for great gundam project but um i hit the point in Rosa versailles the anime where osamu Dezaki takes over as the series director um he's the director on aim for the ace uh, the director on Dear Brother, uh, he did Space Adventure Cobra, he did some of the best uh, Lupin on the Third movies. Um, some people will know the name and not, need no introduction, but uh, Dude Rules. Um, and you can fucking tell <laughs> the moment he takes over directing that show, because it's like night and day. Um, like, I thought that show was good before um, he was directing it, but uh, now that I'm past that point, it's like, oh, holy shit, this is like, this, this show's amazing now. Um, just in terms of the production. So I'm extremely excited to watch more of that um, now that we're we're at that point uh, in like the second half of the show where where he's working on it. Uh, so still having a good time with that. And then another thing I'm not finished with yet, but I felt the need to comment on, because um, there's two episodes yet to be aired of the show, um, which is uh, the third season of Uma Musume. I've been kind of down on the show, um, mostly in comparison to season two, which I thought was great. I'm still not quite there on season three, it's not fully doing it for me, but I did have to mention that the ninth episode of it is a total standout, uh, kind of like how <laughs> the Dasaki episodes of Rose of Versailles are like, whoa, this is a different show now. Episode nine of season three of Umumusume felt like a completely different show, like way more uh, in line with the quality level of season two. Uh, and of course, I looked it up and it turns out like... The guy who directed and storyboarded that episode did not work on a single one of the other episodes, just came in for that episode. And it's like, oh, and then you look at that guy's credits and see he's done a lot of like standout episodes of other anime. And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like they just, they just got someone who's way better at doing this than the rest of the people involved in the show uh, to do one episode. And then it immediately dropped in quality the next week. So still down on that overall, but did have to mention that it had a really high, uh, high spot a couple weeks back um that at least elevated my opinion of the the season a little bit um but still just watching a lot of the stuff i've been talking about uh, i'll i'll have more to share i think next time when some of these shows start to wrap up um and so i will kick it to you danielle what have you been uh watching and whatnot in the last month and change
1: yeah i am with you where i'm mostly just continuing the uh currently airing anime and even the ones that aren't current i'm still just plugging through. Haven't really reached any finished stuff. But, uh, did read, or, yeah, mostly read a ton of stuff. Um, quick VN stuff, I read Salome's Kiss, an original English language visual novel by Ebihime. Pretty prolific in that specific scene. Um, sadly, this was her visual novel that I disliked, or I liked the least. I still liked it, but I just have some big qualms with the general story structure. So she was like, oh yeah, I want to make a visual novel where one of the leads is just an awful fucking terrible woman. I support that. It's just the um, the structure follows the naive girl of the, uh, of the leads and it's most of the um, deception and her being evil is trying to get the naive girl to kill her dad for reasons. But the thing is like, So much of the deception is um, from, uh, like, the rape accusations in the story being off. And I just dislike that being the structure of it. I also think the, um, like, the reveal and, like, the switch in point of view comes too late. I think it would have um, been, like, a lot more effective if you, like, the switch comes after the naive one kills the father. And I think it would have been a lot more effective if it switched before that. Still generally liked it. It I just have some qualms with it. Other visual novels, the yearly Yuri Game Jam on Itch has its submissions done. So I'm reading through some, like, micro Yuri VNs having a good time so far. I just remembered there is one anime I did actually start and finish, and that was the Scott Pilgrim one. I'm calling it an anime because it's Science Saru. Um, generally positive on it, um, I like how like it of course, it looks great and everything a really fun animation, but um, we get a lot more character development on some characters from the comics and movie that were not developed very well, but that comes at the cost of kind of ignoring some of the moderately developed characters from. The comic and movies, which is a bit unfortunate, and there's also a little bit of the um, Disney live action remake thing of looking directly at the camera and addressing the boring, overdone conversation points about the problematic stuff of the original. Um, Definitely, still think it's worth looking into if you want more Scott Pilgrim stuff or you like the movie, etc., etc. Read a lot of manga in the meantime. I read all of the heavenly delusion manga i fucking loved that and i need to go watch the anime now because i heard great things about the anime excited to see where that goes but i feel like it might be wrapping up fairly soon i read um the gogo loser ranger is the uh localized title i believe it follows a grunt from a tokusatsu show trying to take revenge on the heroes Um it's a little bit edgy and not wholly original, but I had a good time reading it and I'm probably going to check out the anime when it comes out. Honestly, the biggest surprise about it was the fact that it's written by the quintessential Quintuplet Sky. It's a
2: pretty big genre shift there. Is it like The Boys but Toku instead of superheroes or not that I've seen The Boys, I have no idea what it's about, but No, it's very I feel like it tonally it's very different. Okay yeah i
1: I guess you could draw some comparisons to it like the grunt guy ends up due to reasons masquerading as a recruit for the the uh toku guys and tries to take them down slowly but ends up revealing more secrets about it it's kind'm trying to i don't have a good way of describing it but it's playing with a lot of toku tropes it at least a moderately interesting way, even if the execution isn't sure. perfect. Yeah.
2: I was just curious what like what angle it's coming in on, but that makes sense.
1: It's like the Toku stuff is happening for real and um but it turns out it's been like just a fake uh, that it was all constructed for reasons and getting into how it was constructed, all the
0: general effects of that. Is it like a comedy or is it more like serious?
1: It's definitely more serious. Hmm okay it's got kind of, yeah it's just hard to talk about i feel sure probably because i'm not super familiar with all the genre stuff
0: i'm reading the wikipedia page i'm not fully as the as the resident uh, uh, toku fan i'm not fully sold on uh any desire to read it myself personally fair enough also did not watch or read the quintessential quintuplets because that's like on the exact opposite stratosphere of the types of shows i am interested in <laughs> personally yeah
1: yeah um i also read chasing after OA koshiba a fairly short like four volume long uh yuri romance i quite liked it i i feel like in the current yuri landscape there's much less um you know, bittersweet, we were just at the wrong places at the wrong time kinds of uh, Yuri stuff and I liked it because it was different than either the uh, overly dramatic, overly undramatic, or straight up just porn stuff that the main Yuri is falling into these days. But then, uh, probably my favorite out of all of these was I read through Girls Last Tour and Shimeji Simulation and those are both just fucking fantastic. Um, Kind of like the vibes things cannot recommend those two highly enough i am definitely going to check out the girls last tour and i because i've heard good things about it but yeah imagine simulation just finished it's 50 chapters cannot recommend it highly enough probably the best manga i've read this year nice that's it
0: <laughs> the uh scott pilgrim show is like a like a sequel right it's not like a redo of the same story for a third time
1: it's a rebuild kind okay.
0: of thing i've heard good things about it but also i'm not the kind of person that's like yes give me more scott pilgrim like i'm good <laughs> i have like no desire to reread the original or revisit the movie anytime soon so i don't know if i even with Sai and Saru involved but i was curious because i feel like they marketed that as like a remake but then i remember when it came out people were like oh yeah it's not a remake i was like well okay well what is it um but yeah it's very much like a like a, like kind a soft reboot kind of thing okay
1: Less of a soft reboot and more of like an alternate take on the story that assumes you've already watched the first one.
0: Okay, well, now's the moment I've been waiting for, especially because was that in this channel or was this in our our DM? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you posted the picture in our in our group chat, Danny of. Wakare in the cafe uh desperately trying to decide what cake set to order and said me when i realize i have to pick a show by tomorrow uh what did you end up picking set a or set b i what does the manager recommend
2: (laughs) so i was driving home and i realized i had not listened to the soundtrack for this show uh in a while i was like i should put that on and uh one of the songs came on, and I was like, I have to pick this. I, I have to. I, I haven't watched it in so long. I think we've all seen it. Uh-huh. I know you have, Austin. I think Danielle has as well. I'm like 99% sure. Uh, speaking of set A or set B, I went for Yuri on Ice.
0: Oh, yes. Let's go. Where you have to pick between Yuri
2: or Yuri. But instead, it's all Yowie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that show.
0: And also, it's, a pro- it's seasonally appropriate. It is the winter. That's true. The, the time when one
2: would uh, ice skate. And this, the song that came on
0: was the theme of King JJ. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was pretty good, too. That whole soundtrack. Very good. Uh, I haven't seen that show in a minute, so I am very excited by that. Well,
1: I'll finally watch it at this point.
2: <laughs> Wait, have you watched What's it? it? No, I, I haven't. Have, it's 11 episodes? 12 episodes plus an OVA. I feel like
0: I this is the a first where me and you, Danny, have seen the thing, but Danielle hasn't. Hmm. Trying to think if that's happened before. Time taxi? <laughs> <Earlier> <laughs> I guess that's true. I meant like uh, like full show. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen the OVA. We'll Apparently
2: to... it is... So it's called Yuri and Ice Side Story, Welcome to the Madness. At the GPF exhibition event, Yuri P skate, uh, performs a skating routine with Odebeck. I have no idea what that means (laughs) but
0: i have the blu-ray and presumably that's included on the blu-ray so uh we can uh you know (laughs) decide if that's um worth talking about or not but it is a clean the main show is a clean 12 episodes so we can plan for six and six and then we'll we'll toss in the ova at the end if we feel it necessary Um, yeah but definitely next time well i guess we'll just do first six episodes of yuri on ice very cool All right, well, uh, that'll do it for us uh, for this special uh, 69 show-and-tell anime Janai episode. As always, you can find the podcast on co-host at Under the Katatsu or on Twitter at Under the Katatsu. You can email us your questions uh, at underthekatatsu.anime at gmail.com. I've still got it six weeks later. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on co-host, probably posting uh, Jan person uh, screenshots uh, at Chai. Uh, where can people find you, Danny?
2: Um, oh fuck, I don't know. I guess I'm on Twitter occasionally. I check in every so often using like my phone, uh, like browser, so I can keep it really inconvenient for myself because I don't want to be like back on Twitter.
0: <laughs> you got to feel bad about it. You got to feel yeah. Really, jump well, jumping through hoops to be on the hell site. It,
2: it crashes a lot because they, you know, they don't have a stable build or whatever. So it, it like helps it, it crashes. I'm like, okay, I'm out. So I'm, I'm on there occasionally uh, at Cover Me in Sauce and semi-occasionally, though very rarely, on uh, co-host at uh,
0: Cover Me in Sauce with uh, dashes between each uh, word. Nice. And uh, Danielle, where can people find you?
1: Um, I am Yuri Bunny on Tumblr and Blue Sky and Bunny Two on co-host, the sequel to Bunny before y'all have to say <laughs> you it. You have to
0: say it now every time where you know uh, one of us will beat you uh, to the punch. All right. Um, well, I guess that'll do it for us uh, for this time. Uh, so uh, remember next time, uh, first six episodes of Yuri on Ice. Uh, but until then, uh, Danielle, why don't you take us out of here? Uh,
1: be crimes, do gay, and there should be more shows with nuns throwing a car at the hero.
0: でも